I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Saturday night, we saw the All-Stars match go down, and what a game it was. Sensational to see, sensational to have so many superstars in our game running around on the same field. We obviously had an hour or two before that, where you guys saw anyway, the Broncos run out in their trial. We did a review on that uh, earlier today, so you can go back and have a listen to that one. But this game, so good to see so many stars running around. Uh, You know, obviously this game, it means so much cultural-wise to all the guys running out and to all the people watching as well. For me personally, you know, I'm obviously not part of the Maldi culture or the Indigenous culture, but I just love seeing the passion they came to this game for with, sorry, uh, the, the war dances at the start were sensational. I, I would actually argue it was probably the highlight, to be honest with you. It was like the Super Bowl halftime show, you know, but it just meant a million times more. So, Great to see. Thoroughly enjoyed this game. It was unfortunate with the weather. Um, Unfortunately, it was pissing down, which is not ideal uh, for these two teams. Ideally, you want to see a dry track where both these sides can throw the ball around and chance their hand. That's where you tend to see the most entertaining rugby league, of course. But I've got to tell you, uh, considering the weather... I still thought they were sensational. Uh, the way that they did throw the ball around, they were happy to take risks. There was, you know, a couple of tries there, scored off kicks. You know, the I think it was the Isan Masters one, was it, where Nico Hines put in a perfect kick. Sorry, Tyrell Sloan, that one was. Uh, you know, a heap of really great highlights in this one. David Fafita, obviously his try was sensational. Um, a good ball by Nico Hines to get him into space. And, you know, a heap of highlights. You know, a lot of drop ball and everything. But you got to remember, this is... And I, I think this is something that it sort of surprised me a little bit because if you if you haven't listened to the Broncos uh, review that I did this morning, I actually didn't get to watch these games live. I had to watch them the day after. I was at a wedding um, interstate, having a great time. Had no reception where I was. It was unreal. Terrible to miss this footy, but got to watch it the next day. But the interesting thing was that I got to come back and sit down and go through Twitter, go through Instagram and see all the other creators and all their takes on the game. And i got to tell you, I thought it was really interesting how, how much emphasis people put on this one game. Just to remind you... This game was the first game that all these guys have played in four or five months, yeah? It is their first hit out. They're blowing the cobwebs out. 
they're playing with guys that a lot of them haven't played with before. Yeah, and the week leading up to this game isn't so much about training and getting yourselves ready for this game. It's about the cultural experience, about bringing the boys together. So, I mean, if you thought that certain guys look lost in certain positions, I don't know what you were expecting, yeah? The other side of this is that they were, what, 22-man squads with unlimited interchange with a heap of swapping in and out, a lot doing... I mean, I don't know why this overly shocked people that some guys looked a little bit out of position. And it surprised me with a lot of the takes from the content creators that they were writing guys off and pushing guys up a million miles. I, I, it just, I, I don't know what you're expecting out of this game. But for me, there is a lot to take out of it. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's sensational to see this game, sensational to see the players step up. But, for example, a guy like Nico Hines, who I saw rubbished quite a bit. And look, I, I didn't get man of the match. He wasn't close to man of the match, yeah, but... I mean, when I looked at the at the actual, you know, all, all the content creators' takes on social media, I sort of thought to myself, Jesus, Nico's had a bit of a shocker here. I, you know, this is great because I sort of like him for draft day, which is, which is my, my, my draft day is next weekend. And I sort of thought, Jesus, Nico's had a shocker here. Hopefully, that'll push him down a little bit. I watched the game and I've got to tell you, I really didn't think he was that bad. Did he look a little bit lost at six? Yes, he did. But it was pissing with rain. He was playing in a team of guys that he hadn't played before. You've got to remember with a guy like Nico Hines, the only thing he's ever experienced in the NRL is playing the Melbourne Storm system, the best system in rugby league. He then walks into this system, a new one for the first time for him. New structures, new strategies, players chopping and changing all game. They were all over the place. I, I, I just, I, I don't understand what some people were expecting to get from this one. Ruben Cotter was the other one that I really like leading into this game. I don't think he's a hooker. I think he is more of a 13. Uh, I think he made 35 tackles or something, a couple of hit-ups, dropped a couple of balls, which was disappointing. But I also saw him getting written off a little bit. I mean, it is game one. It's his first game there in the pissing rain with guys he hasn't played with before. It's funny what will happen. Guys are actually playing in teams that they've spent the last three months of preseason with getting their structures in order. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Don't write guys off too quickly for me. Just watch the rest of the trials. Watch the first few weeks. A guy like Nico Hines, realistically, if you're if you're expecting him to brain it round one, you 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 you're, you're sitting in the wrong room. You know it's gonna take time for him to get used to his new system. We saw Cooper Cronk and James Tedesco arrive at the Sydney Roosters a couple of years ago. I remember sitting there watching everyone slagging them off. Their super coach scores and everything, and they're not performing as well as they should be. It takes time. All of a sudden, after a few months and about ten games of playing together, it all sort of clicks, and all of a sudden they win two premierships in a row, and they're one of the best teams of all time. You just got to give guys time to find their spot in footy sides. A game in the pissing rain with 33 guys they haven't played with before with constant interchanges isn't the hill to die on whether a guy's going to be good or not. So just just be patient. There is a lot to take out of it. And a lot of what the content creators said, oh, there's a heap to take out of it. There's no doubt there. But just let it play out, yeah? Give the guys time. For me, I, I didn't think Nico Hines was sensational, but... You know, there's a moment there where he, he misses a 40-20 by a couple of centimetres. If he hits that, that lifts him up a little bit. There's a few centimetres in that. There's the other one where, you know, he sweeps down down the open side. He was on the short side for the for the, for the first two tackles. So he sweeps down the other side. He gets the ball. He hits Dave Fafida. And as simple as it is, fuck me, have you seen how many times the Gold Coast Titans have got Dave Fafida good ball with space around him early? It doesn't happen enough. This is why he scores so many tries 
where he's just picking the ball up off the ground or off a tap or something because they don't utilize him properly. At least Nico Hines was utilizing him properly in that situation. And of course, David Fafita goes straight through. Poor Patrick Herbert. I thought he had a fantastic game. He was sensational. Had to con- contend with Dave Fafita one-on-one, which is near impossible. And that's the exact objective that Nico Hines was trying to achieve. Get Fafita one-on-one with an opposition player. He did it perfectly with a quick spread out there. And look, realistically, Jesse Raymond scored that try. You see the guy that was inside Raymond? It was Nico Hines, so his support player was there. Dare I say... And tell me I'm wrong, that's fine. But if Nico Hines has a try on the scoreboard, which is just a matter of him being inside Jesse Raymond on that play, not much really changes. All of a sudden, he's had a really good game in the eyes of a lot of people. For me, I'm not really downgrading Nico Hines at all. I don't think it's the best game to write him off based on. I thought he played well. I thought he kicked reasonably well. It is going to take time to find structure. He had a couple of halves pairings throughout that game. Obviously, Trindle was on there. Albert Kelly was on there. There's a lot that went into that game. And I will definitely be putting more stock into how his trials go with the Cronulla Sharks. On Braden Trindle, thought he was solid. Um, There was one kick where he sort of overcooked by about a metre or so. And good God, it's a cruel game, rugby league. You can play so well. But as soon as he sort of put that one dead a little bit, the momentum did swing a little bit. I thought that the... um, I, I thought that David Kidwell's side did really well to hang in there because I thought they played the better footy for the first 20 minutes, but the Indigenous side was out. Sometimes that can really frustrate you, especially when just the biggest guy on the field gets one-on-one with your centre and he makes a break from his own 40-metre line and, and they're leading 6-0 all of a sudden. So I personally thought it was really a really good effort for the Māori side to hang in there after that start because they started so well, but it wasn't reflected on the scoreboard. And sometimes that can really rattle you. And at the same time, it can give the opposition a lot of confidence. So I thought they did really well to hang into the contest and just trust their processes and trust what they were doing. I mentioned Patrick Herbert once or twice here. Obviously, he missed that tackle on Dave Fafita, but I'm really not going to hold that against him, to be honest with you. I thought he was sensational. Some of the hits he was putting on, he rattled the ball out of the hands of Ruben Cotter at one point. There's another moment where he tackled Jesse Ramian and Jordan Rapana got, got in trouble for it, but it all came from the force of Patrick Herbert. I thought he was great. Myself and Kempi spoke about him the other day on the Bloke in a Bar podcast, talking about a post that he put up essentially, you know, apologizing and, and saying how, you know, how, how he still feels bad about um, the incident that, that, that happened in the Roosters-Gold Coast game, but he's just looking to get on with it. And I absolutely love that. He owns the moment. He moves on with it. He's been great ever since arriving up at the Gold Coast Times. And it looks like he is in for another big season. It couldn't have started all that much better for him, realistically. One guy that I really did enjoy watching, and you know what? Kevin Walters, he will be stoked with it. But Albert Kelly... In defense, good God, he was strong when he came on. Did a couple of handy things with the ball without being you know, absolutely braining it sensational. Uh, but I, you know, if I'm Kevin Walters, all these guys are playing so well that at some point I'm going, fuck, can at least one of you shit the bed? Can at least one of you just play yourself out of the position? Because right now, Kelly, Tyson Gamble, and his son, Billy Walters, they're all doing everything they possibly can to play in that six jersey. None of them have really put a foot wrong, to be honest with you. I mean, if I had to rank the pecking order right now, you know, it's probably Billy Walters, Albert Kelly, Tyson Gamble. Whereas I think for a lot of people, they probably had Tyson Gamble at number one coming into um, this weekend. There is a couple of trials still to go. It is going to be interesting to see how many of those Adam Reynolds plays. But Albert Kelly did nothing but strengthen his case to wear the six jersey for the Brisbane Broncos heading into season 2022. I thought he was sensational. Some of his tackles were great. The passion he played with was unreal. Speaking of passion, Andrew Fafita. 
Uh, obviously got Sinbin, played big minutes outside of that. Was disappointed to get Sinbin, but I love the passion he went in there with. And you've got to remember that this is a guy that we sort of thought, he's not going to play rugby league this year. Yeah, he. you know, there was a moment there when he was talking on that podcast where, in, in you know, when you look back in hindsight, there was a moment there where he might not have survived. So for him to do what he did on Saturday night, I thought that was sensational. I love watching Andrew Fafita go about his business. I love when Andrew Fafita is super passionate and is taking them on. I thought it was great. He obviously had a little bit of a scuffle with Jordan Rapana, who, good goal, wasn't he being a pest? But at the same time, I love it. I always love that in players, to be honest with you. It creates entertainment. It creates more passion in the game. I, I thought what Jordan, Jordan Rapana was doing was great. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed him. So it looks like he's going to miss the first two weeks of the NRL season. So you're going to miss Harley Smith-Shields for the season. You're going to miss Jordan Rapana for the first two weeks. That Canberra Raiders back line is going to be interesting. And uh, just, just talking off the dome, it could provide a uh, a trap there for super coach players, guys that, you know, won't want to get a cheap in. There'll probably be someone from Canberra that'll pop up. They'll grab them. And then after week two, they won't be in the side anymore. So it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Ricky Stewart will be filthy at him. Uh, that's the way it goes sometimes, though. Uh, Aaron Clark, he was obviously started uh, in the nine for David Kibble's side. I thought he was very impressive. Uh, he played well. He's more of a hooker. He, he can play really well with his middle forwards around him in that five or ten metres. When he needs to get ball out the back to his halves and five-eighths on last tackle, some of those passes did worry me a little bit. And you could tell the Indigenous side was well and truly aware of it. They were putting huge pressure on those guys. Uh, so that's probably something that he has to work on. But I was a little bit critical of him when, um, when the Gold Coast announced him as their hooker to start the season. I didn't really make sense to me, but I've got to tell you, he was better than I anticipated last night. Uh, it's a bit of a weird game. When you're playing in the wet, you really want established hookers in your side. Granted, Aaron Clark is an established hooker, but I don't think his passing game was quite up to where it needed to be, nor was Ruben Cotters either. So Will Smith came in. He did a good job. A few, few other guys there, but that's the other thing you need to consider is that especially when you're playing in the wet like that, not having an established hooker, not having a, a guy that just knows the game plan inside out can be really tough, especially when you're swapping guys. They're also exhausted. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't got the stats in front of me for Aaron Clark, but I would assume he made 25 to 30 tackles around that mark. Uh, you saw Ruben Cotter push into the 30s, which... You know, isn't a heap of tackles when you think about compared to the NRL, but it's the first hit out of the season. I think this is what people need to be considering. I thought Josh Curran was really good as well. Obviously copped an injury late, uh, but oh, I thought he was really strong. Some of his touches were sensational. I don't think the commentators talked about Josh Curran as much as they probably should have been. So from the eye test for me, it looks like he's in for another big season at the New Zealand Warriors. Um, I thought the Britain Acora was great as well. He looked really good to me. I think he, he's another guy that, 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 that we tipped to score a try in this game off the top of my head. But Britton Nakora, he, he was sensational. I think it was the Whisperer put up some stats about him that were very impressive. Whether he does that at the Sharks or not, I'm not sure. But Britton Nakora has just had so much potential for so long. You really do hope that he puts it all together. One of the best hole runners in rugby league. We saw him in, in, in his first two seasons, especially when he linked up with SJ. He was great. So it's going to be interesting. Obviously, he's coming into this season without an SJ there. He's going to have either Nick Arima, Braden Trindle, Matty Moylan, one of these guys who th they can all ball play, but I don't think any of them are as good ball players as that of Sean Johnson who he's had on that edge. So Britton Nakora, he's an interesting one.
one. Uh, he's a guy that probably jumped up a couple of draft boards realistically heading into season 2022. Personally, I'd like to see him in one or two more trials for the Sharks before I made that call. Uh, but he was very good. You got to remember as well, as much as these guys. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. They had unlimited interchanges and stuff. Some of their stats are a little bit boosted because of the weather conditions. It's obviously going to be a little bit tighter. Your forwards are going to do a little bit more work than average. The ruck is going to be a little bit slower. So you do need to take all these things into consideration when you're making your decisions, especially with, with super coach players. But there's no doubt Britton Nakora, he looked really strong. I was impressed with him. Uh, I said in the, in the week leading up to it, and look, I had the Indigenous side winning, and I said that if this Maori side is going to win, they're going to need their two front rowers to really stand up and Nikarima. Personally, I thought Cody Nikarima was great and I think that he's probably jumped Chanel Harris to beat her now as far as the, the Warriors pecking order goes. There are a few more trials to go, obviously, so we'll see how it plays out, but I didn't think Chanel Harris to was overly impressive in that game. He played his role. He played tough, but I think Cody Nikarima, he was the star of the show uh, for that side. So really good to see him back playing I wouldn't say his best footy. I think he can play better, Cody Nicarima, obviously. But considering the conditions and everything, I thought he handled the role really well. So Nicarima was sensational. The two front rowers, Fisher-Harris and Tapanay, they were unbelievable. And I think it's something we quite often forget in rugby league because we're in the highlights era and we see Instagram, Twitter, all these little highlights. If you've got the two best front front rowers on the field, fuck me, it makes such a difference. And it was so evident in this All-Stars game. Joey Tavernay, he obviously got man of the match in this game, and he was incredible. I didn't think James Fisher-Harris was all that far behind him, to be honest with you, but these two were great. I know a lot of Canberra Raiders fans very excited about the performance of Joey Tavernay. Hopefully... He's able to return uh, down to Canberra, and it's all a little bit more stable this year, a little bit more civil, fingers crossed, because if he's playing the way he was, good God, he's going to be hard to stop. And I know there's been a bit of fucking around with him over the years in the second row and at lock. Personally, I think he has to be in the front row for Canberra. Him and Papali out front together, I think they can absolutely terrorize so many sides. They can still offload as much as they want and whatnot, but I think that's where his future sort of lies for me. So very impressive performance from him. James Fisher-Harris, he just puts in for this game every single year. He's had a very busy schedule over the last year or so, the Fish, and he's just done so well. He always shows up in all these games. He's always the toughest guy on the field. I am a huge fan of the fish. Absolutely love him. Still, I think he's a bit like Adam Fanua Blake. Probably not as much as far as being underrated. I think people really appreciate what he's done for the Penrith Panthers over the last few years. But scary to think where his how his career could play out. Um, he's, he's sort of more and more becoming a Jared Rhea Hargraves sort of player. You could even argue he's got a bit more upside than Maria Hargraves, to be honest with you. So the fish, mate, the Penrith Panthers, they have got themselves a real real winner there and he is going to stand up for a long time look as I said 
a good game of footy. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Great to have rugby league back. Unfortunate the weather conditions they had to play under. It was really testing for a lot of guys and a lot of combinations. I think there was a bit to take out of this, but I don't think there was any end of the world sort of stuff or deciding sort of stuff. I don't think that any coaches will be making their decisions off the back of what occurred in this game. To be honest with you, I think it will more so come down what happens in their trials when they're when, they're com- when, when the coaches are comparing these players to what they actually want to achieve according to their game plan. So, great game to watch. Sensational. Loved it. I personally think if we could find a way to play it in the middle of the season to be unreal when everyone's match fit and ready to rip and tear, I think that would just be best-case scenario. I don't know how you do that. I'm probably not the guy to answer those questions. But I think it would be great if we could one day see this game played in the middle season, maybe the end of the season, at least when guys do have match fitness. Still a sensational Spectacle to watch. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Latrell Mitchell's brother as well. Shout out to Shaq. Did really well. Obviously an exhausting uh, game for him. It was pretty tough out there. Uh, probably a game that suited him, to be fair. I know a lot of people messaged me and said, oh, he'll be in the Rabbitohs round one side. I don't think he will personally. I think it's going to take him a bit more time. He'll go and play some Reggie's. He'll earn some caps there. He'll get his match fitness up. And then you could see him in first grade potentially. But a lot of people saying round one side, I don't think he will be. I don't think he'll get close to it realistically. Uh, you got to remember that obviously was a game where you could make as many interchanges as you want. It was wet. The ruck was a little bit slow. So Shaq did well. There's no doubt about that. But I don't think you'll see him in red and green anytime soon, potentially later in the season. And I think it would be really good for him to go through Reggie's. And I'm trying to think who they're... I, I, I think their reserve grade side is the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It's not the Bears anymore. They're with the Roosters. So I think that'll be good for Shaq. Well done to him on making his debut. And congratulations to all the guys that made their debut. Good little try score by Tyrell Sloan too. Jesus Christ, that kid is quick, isn't he? Incredible. Incredible. Uh, and speaking of quick, the hammer, mate, making that chase down on Chanel Harris Tavita, very impressive. Poor old Chanel, looked like he, he was uh, ru- running in mud when when he had the hammer coming up on him. So I've, I've been there many a times. Don't worry about that. So look, thoroughly enjoyed the game. It was sensational. Really looking forward to watching the trials and watching these guys go back to their individual clubs. I'm not going to really write off anyone off the back of this game or make any rash decisions. Uh, let the trials play out. See how they go in their team structures. See if you can work out what the coach is trying to achieve as well and how they fit into those systems and those goals that they've set for those games. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a BB with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.